You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. We are going to preview Atlanta United versus New England on Sunday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. New England is a reigning Supporter Shield winner. The ESPN broadcast will begin at 1.30. Kickoff is set for 1.55 p.m., or you can follow my coverage on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. So, Atlanta United was knocked out of the U.S. Open Cup by Nashville 3-2 on Wednesday. Atlanta United had a 2-0 lead going into halftime. And as it has done a lot uh, the past couple of years, it coughed up that lead with a penalty kick goal in the opening minutes of the second half and then gave up another goal off a set piece or the remnants of a set piece with just a couple of minutes left and then gave up the winning goal in the first bit of extra time. So here's Gonzalo Pineda talking about the biggest lesson he wants the team to learn from that loss in Nashville. Well, there were many things today. We had a very long uh, video session uh, where it was just showing some clips, but also asking questions. And it's about those moments where we are winning and we it seems to be like we stop taking risks, we stop playing, we stop trying to hurt the opponent as good as we were doing in the first half. Uh, so there were many emotions, many comments about, you know, uh, after conceding a goal very early in the first half, in the second half, at the beginning of the second half. I mean, that impact a little bit emotionally the team. And then Andrew's injury again, we had to adjust through another injury. And uh, But after that, they felt like they were in control. Like uh, They felt like even a bit more defensive, yes, uh, which is not one of our strengths. But I felt yesterday we did very well. From When we were organizing 4-5-1, 5-4-1, we didn't concede chances. It was more when we tried to press and we were broken, second ball, especially the first goal, the penalty comes out of a 50-50 ball that, that we don't win and then it was a scramble play and then they got in behind. Uh, the other chance in the first half when you know they, they play in behind to Subak and, and also the third goal, but we were never in that organized shape of 4-5-1, 5-4-1. Uh, when we were there, we were very solid, so it's a positive again. Um, but obviously adjusting those little moments. But more than anything, the specific question is we cannot stop playing, and we cannot stop playing. That's that's what uh, what we are going to learn from this. And it's not just for another playoff game. It's going to be also throughout the season. Whenever we're winning the game, we will try to kill it. And having that killer instinct to continue attacking is not easy because you have to give credit to the opponent, right? To ha- you have to give credit to Nashville. They did the subs. They make changes. They try to force more direct plays and kind of put us in that defensive mode at times, just territorial superiority, just trying to 
put balls to their tall number nines and getting the second balls. But after that, we need to do better at regaining control of the game. A very un-Gabriel Heinze answer from Gonzalo Pineda. Um, you heard him talk about in there, Andrew Gutman, uh, it's not a fracture or a break. It's just a joint issue, so he's week to week. It's going to depend upon his pain tolerance. Here's what Brooks Lennon said were the lessons he hoped the team learned after the loss to Nashville. No, I don't think uh, you know. there's a specific lesson. I think it's more general. Everyone knows um, you know, what happened, and uh, it's just conceding late goals. we we got to be better at that. Um, closing out games, I thought at two one, uh, we we were in control and uh, yeah, just a just a set piece, a long throw in that uh, we conceded and you know I think a, an unlucky goal. But yeah, we move on on to uh, Sunday against New England and you know we were going to grow for, uh, from it and learn from it and, and our mistakes. We went over vid- video and film and um, understood you know the lessons learned and now we move on. And if there is an advantage to getting knocked out of the U.S. Open Cup, it is that Atlanta United can now focus on the league season. And here's Brooks London talking about that. Yeah, obviously you'd like to be in every competition for as long as possible. Um, now that's not the case for us, unfortunately. Um, so now we can focus 100% on, on the MLS and getting uh, you know the results that we need uh, to move up the table and, and host a playoff game at the end of the year. Lennon said one of the goals for the team is to win the Supporters' Shield. New England is the reigning Supporters' Shield winner. Is there an opportunity to prove something against the Revs? Yeah, New England is a, is a great opponent. They, you saw the season that they had last, last year, um, and I don't know if they've changed much uh, on their roster from last year to this year. And um, Yeah, it's a great opportunity for, for us to go and get a result at home against a top, top team in MLS. And, you know, if we do that, we know we can stick with anyone uh, you know, who, whoever we play against, we can get a result. And that gives us confidence moving forward, whether it be, you know, the rest of the season or into the playoffs. Yeah, New England is 2-1-1 one, and one in its last four with eight goals scored and six allowed. So they are coming in a little bit hot against an Atlanta United side that you really just don't know what you're going to get uh, from game to game right now. Um, there was another piece of good news today. Joseph Martinez was out kicking a ball, uh, doing some light dribbling, then doing some shooting. And here's Gonzalo Pineda talking about Joseph. It's a very important player for us, obviously, and uh, seeing him striking like that uh, mm-hmm. many times, the ball is, is, is just good. I think uh, uh, it helps. Uh, yeah, he's doing very good. He's having double sessions again today. He, he's going to have another double session, and uh, he's been doing very, very good. He's been responding very well after the surgery, so we are very happy with his progress. Obviously, not ready for this game, but, but he's coming. As Pineda said, Joseph will not play in this game. If you want to see my predicted 11 for this game, I posted it on Twitter under the headline Info to Know at United versus New England. You can find that at Doug Robertson AJC on Twitter or on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. This is Southern Fried Soccer from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I want to remind you all that the Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for Atlanta United supporters and listeners to this podcast. 
If you subscribe today, you will not only get unlimited digital access to the AJC and the Sunday paper for $2.30 a week, but we are also throwing in a special limited edition Atlanta United and Atlanta Journal-Constitution scarf. So sign up now at subscribe.ajc.com slash utdscarf. That's subscribe.ajc.com slash utdscarf. We've got three questions from the good folks out there. This is from Paul and Stella Richter. Uh, thank you for your continued excellent coverage of AU and related subjects. Well, thank you, sir. I've just finished reading your article about the Nashville game. It is extremely upsetting that Atlanta United seems to think that repeating mistakes will bring correction. The takedowns again in or near the box by Alan Franco is disgusting. I saw it the previous time, both leading to consequent goals. He needs to be replaced now. The repeated last-minute losses are about to stop us from watching, supporting Atlanta United in any way, as it should have been corrected a while ago. Maybe you can convey these thoughts to the appropriate contacts. Thank you, Paul. Well, there you go, Paul. I thought that uh, the, the thing with Alan Franco has always been one moment in the game in which you can't figure out what he's doing. And then the rest of the time, he plays really, really well. And the moment against Nashville was the penalty kick. Was it a soft penalty? Probably. But he made the referee make a call. And the referee made a call. Here's Chance. After listening to the game, I feel mostly good about how United performed. Nashville's a great team and we're plagued with injuries. The fact we played a solid yet flawed game, I can accept. My question is, what do you think is the possibility of the U.S. Open Cup getting VAR? I understand that a lot of the lower league teams probably can't support VAR, but all I heard all game is how the ref completely lost control of the game, lack of consistency, and the game became a foul fest. Do you think VAR would help this problem, or is it lower league and experienced refs just not ready, capable of controlling MLS teams? Or was the situation getting oversold? Um, I don't think you're going to see VAR in the U.S. Open Cup, maybe in, in the finals. Um, but in the early rounds, as you mentioned, the technology is there at some of the stadiums. The cost is prohibitive. You have to hire more officials. It's it's just not going to happen. Not yet, anyway. Um, it was a rough game. It was a tough game. There were a lot of fouls. Mateus Uzetu didn't really think much about how tough it was after the game. He said, it's, it's soccer, it's football. You got to be ready and you got to go play. I did think the referee lost a little bit of control of the game, but it was a hot night, two tough teams in a, in a knockout game. It was going to be a rough one. And here's Adam. Though Atlanta typically has been better in the second half of matches, they were clearly second best after halftime tonight. Nashville had a lot to do with it, and I'll be anxious to hear from players in Pineda. What were the main reasons you think the game shifted so fully? Well, as Pineda said, the, the team on offense quit taking risks. It's like it got up two to nothing, and then immediately gave up that penalty kick goal. And th this is a team that has a lot of talent, but just not a lot of confidence right now. And as soon as something bad happens, it takes them a long time to kind of find themselves again. And you saw it with the Miles Robinson injury. You saw it with the Andrew Gutman injury. You saw it with the penalty kick. It just takes them a while. And it's, it's because it's a young, inexperienced team. No Braguzan, no Miles Robinson, no Joseph Martinez going up the middle. Somebody needs to kind of take them by the scruff of the neck. Brooks Lennon said he would be glad to do that if he were honored with the captain's armband. So we'll see. Robinson wasn't just a solid marking defender and good in the air, Adam says. He also excelled at making key passes. In what ways will his absence alter defensive schemes? And do you think Atlanta needs to find another aerial target to give the lineup more height? You're right about Robinson. He would hit those long passes. And really, the center backs aren't trying that anymore right now. I don't know if it's because Joseph couldn't really get to them when he was playing a little bit ago. But Cisneros can. So I'm curious if Pineda is going to try to put that back into the... Um, into the wheelhouse of these guys, because they can hit them. Uh, does Atlanta need to find another aerial target? Well, if they do, I don't know where they'd play, because 
when Cisneros, Moreno, Araujo, and Almada have started the past two games, the team has scored six goals. So that's that's pretty good. And last from Adam, Atlanta is 1-0-5 on the road in all comps this season. All but one of those had just a one-goal difference, but that's still not a great record. Should we be concerned about the Stripes' road form, and does this hint at the team being overly dependent on home field advantage? This has been the case for the past few years. The team does not play well away from Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Some of it is it's a big pitch. It's built. The team is built for big pitches, and a lot of the MLS fields aren't as big. Uh, some of it is it's just hard to win on the road in Major League Soccer. That's been proven uh, with statistics many times. But they do need to start getting some points on the road, whether single points or some wins, or they're not going to be in contention for the Supporters' Shield. All right, that wraps up this Southern Fried Soccer podcast. Hug your loved ones, and y'all take care. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.